Hello, this is Bill Lytell with some wisdom for your walk. I want to speak a little bit in this podcast about a principle of Scripture that I have noticed through the years. It says uh, in Matthew chapter 6, verse the very last, in fact, the very, uh, I think it's verse 33, but, she's, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Now, what's the context of that? Well, he talks about the things that the Gentiles seek. He says, but after all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. He's talking about food, clothing, shelter, finances, money, material possessions. God basically says, quit spending your whole life chasing the ever-ready bunny. You're never going to catch. And if you do catch him, you won't like him. If you do, if you seek everything you ever desired financially and materially, you're going find, to not find satisfaction in it. Principle of Scripture that is so important to give in Matthew 6, 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. Put God first. Give of your best to the Master. Give of the strength of your youth. And you know, that is a principle that I've seen played out a few times in the Bible. Luke, let's go to the book of Luke, chapter 6, and verse 38. It says, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall man give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet, with all it shall be measured to you again. So you set your own standard of generosity. And God says, that's how generous I'm going to be to you. Your generosity tells God what his generosity to you will be. Boy, that's interesting, isn't it? Well, I have a couple of illustrations, a few of them that I've seen in life play out that prove these this to be true, these verses I just read you. Years ago, I preached on a sermon about giving your best to the master. As I preached a sermon a number of times, and I challenged people to just give, make God number one. And if you had something that was more precious than God, give it to Him. And that Monday morning, the treasurer came to me and said, "Preacher, we got something unusual in the offering. We got a ring. Somebody put a ring in the offering. Now we don't fleece God's people. I don't shake them down for their rings and material things. But she, somebody." had given this ring. I looked at it. It was beautiful. Gold ring, obviously custom made by a really high quality jeweler, had an uh, emerald in it, a nice sized diamond in it, beautiful ring. And the treasurer said, what are we going to do with it? And I said, well, let's get it appraised. I got it appraised. It was over $10,000. And it probably was worth much more than that retail. I said, well, I'll tell you what, I just don't feel right about selling it. Uh, why don't you just put it in the safe and just keep it there. Why? Well, we put it in the safe. I forgot about it. Over a year goes by. And a woman that had come from Canada uh, in the wintertime made an appointment with me. And she come into the office. Now, I only counsel women. I only try to counsel women one time for obvious reasons. If they need more counsel than that, I try to put them to a godly, spiritual woman to counsel them. It'll keep you out of trouble, by the way. And so... She came in, and it was a beautiful girl, 35, 36 years old, platinum blonde hair, beautiful, natural blonde. And she was burdened. You could tell she was burdened. She came in, and she told me how she'd wasted her life and given, not given the best of her life to God. And that she, she rehearsed to me the sermon I preached a year earlier on giving your best to the Master, 
making God number one. She wept during the, the conversation. She spoke these things to me. And she, she said, Preacher, I got so burdened. One of the sermons you preached a year ago that I just, I have a, I have a ring that was so precious to me. It was the most precious possession I've ever had. And I just took it off and put it in the offer and said, God, you got the best I've got. Materially, I'm going to give you the best I have. I have nothing more, more precious to me than that ring. Of course, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. I said, well, just wait a minute on that, and I want to I go get some. So I, I left the room. She didn't know why. I went to the treasurer's office. I said, oh, please open the safe for me. I don't have the combination. And open the safe for me, and she didn't. I said, there's a ring in there. Is that not right? Yeah, yeah, there's a ring in there. I said, let me have the ring. So I took the ring back into my office, sat down behind my desk, and looked at her, and I said, do you believe that God can give back to you what you've given to him. Do you believe these verses that I read to you? Given it shall be given unto you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Do you believe those things? I believe, preacher, I believe. I said, well, God right now is going to give you back what you gave to him. And I took the ring and reached over and showed it to her. And she just sat back in her chair in a stunned manner and took a deep breath. Preacher, preacher, that's the ring. That's the ring that I put in. She started crying. I said, take it, take it. God is going to give this ring back to you. Because He, you gave the most precious thing, and it was rare that people will do that. I believe God wants you to have it back. God worked the circumstances out that we didn't sell it. We kept it. I forgot about it. And I want to give it back to you by the grace of God. And she just, oh, my, my, I wish you could have been there to see the smile on her face, the joy in her soul and her heart. Just nothing uh, could be more satisfying to me than to see be part of that whole process that really God was involved in and gave her back what she had given to God. I have another story, of amazing story, of a missionary, John Perkins, by name to Venezuela. He spent his whole life in Venezuela. He's one of those kind of missionaries that when he went to the field, he went to the field to die on the field. I mean, this is, he was going to give his life in Venezuela, and he did. Uh, he was poor as a church mouse. John was just, he was just poor. His clothes were poorly, you know, his cars he drove. He put 450,000 miles on an old Jeep Cherokee four-wheel drive. He told me he used to have to Ford uh, I believe it was five streams to get to his church. And he had to rebuild the transmission, rebuild his motor. He was very mechanical. But he had a church up in the hills of Venezuela where nobody would really normally go and had a nice group of people saved through the years in that little village in the mountains of Venezuela. And God, man, those are some of the great people in heaven. But he had given his best to the master. He gave everything materially he could give to the master. He gave everything spiritually, everything physically. He gave his hopes, his dreams, his occupations, his life. As he raised, uh, he and his wife had their family up there in the mountains, isolated mountains of Venezuela with a, with a small group of people that needed to hear about Jesus. And he was evangelistic for Christ. I just loved what he told me. One day he was, he was talking to me. He'd come to present his ministry to us, and I, his shirt, had, he moved his arm, and I could see he had a watch on, and I, my eye caught that watch. I don't know if you've ever seen the color of true gold, but true gold, not plated gold, but true gold, solid gold, has a special color to it, special yellow color to it. And I saw that watch, I said, John, could I, could I take a look at that watch? He said, sure. He reached his arm over there, and it said, uh, Rolex, Rolex. I said, John, 
I can tell by the color of that, that is not a fake Rolex. That's a real gold Rolex. They're about $20,000, $25,000. He said, the preacher it is. I said, what in the world are you doing wearing a real gold, solid gold, by the way, Rolex watch, and and coming church to church and, and asking them to help you financially when you're wearing a watch like that, I said, probably doesn't go too well on, on getting help. He said, oh, preacher, let me tell you the story behind that. My wife and I have given everything to Jesus that we could give. And I, we, I took her to the beach one day, and I was walking along the beach in Venezuela, and my foot hit something, or well, I think it was in Venezuela, and my foot hit something, and he said I, I could just it just had a little glimmer. I, I looked down, and my foot hit it, and it had a little glimmer, and there was a lot of shells on the beach and a lot of things that trip over, stumble on. And I really normally I wouldn't even look down, but I looked down and I caught this glimmer of gold. I got in there, dug it out of the sand, and it was this gold Rolex watch. It was still running. It was a little dirty, but still running. You can put gold in salt water 350 years, it'd come out looking the same. He washed it off, took it to a jeweler, had him clean it up a little bit, and he said, I've been wearing this gold Rolex ever since. He said, I'm not going to sell it, not going to. I'll get rid of it because I believe God simply gave this to me. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Do you believe that? In good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. I got one more short story. A man, evangelist by the name of Jerry Savinsky. Now, many people know Jerry Savinsky. Uh, he's a wonderful evangelist, loves the Lord, wants to do God's will, giving his whole life for God. He owned a lot in Lehigh Acres. And he had owned that thing. I think he told me he owned that lot in Lehigh Acres here in South Florida for about 20 years. The taxes on that lot, it was over, a little over $100 a year. Well, that doesn't seem like much until you own it 20 years. So he had paid over $2,000 in taxes on it. He never had plans to come down he had been given that lot by someone, gracious donor, that wanted him to have it. And he, and he said, Preacher, you know, I am so tired of paying taxes on this every year. I'm just going to give it to God. I'm going to give it to Gospel Baptist Church. And here's the deed to the land. And it's a, it's a billable lot in Lehigh Acres. You do anything you want with it. And I said, Okay, Jerry, I don't normally do this, but I, if you want to do it, okay. I went and had called somebody in Lehigh, real estate guy in Lehigh, and said, gave him the, the location of the lot and everything. He said, yeah, it's a buildable lot. Uh, it is worth about $500. $500? He said, yeah, you can buy lots here and $500 all day long. He said, I'll give you $500 for it. And I said, no, no, I'm not going not gonna to sell it. So I told the treasurer, put this in the safe. Well, again, I forgot about it. And years went by, years went by, at least uh, seven, eight years went by, it seemed like, before Jerry Savinsky had come back for evangelistic meetings. And uh, we were talking to Jerry, and in the meantime, the economy had gotten really, really good in our area. And, and I remembered, I checked on that lot, and that lot had gone up to $12,000, been worth $12,000. So I, when Jerry came, I said, Jerry, you remember that deed you gave me for that lot in Lehigh Acres you said it was worth? And it was worth. It was $500. I said, you know, well, now that's worth a lot of money. In fact, now, as I speak to you, there's worth twenty-five dollars up to $50,000, same lots. So I said, Jerry, 
I just feel led of God to give this back to you. I, he said, you what? He said, you kept the deed to that? You didn't sell that? I said, no, I put it in the safe, and I didn't, didn't feel right about selling it. I went treasurer's office, asked her to open the safe, got the title out, the deed out, I mean, brought it back to Jerry Savinsky and said, I believe God wants you to have that back. Jerry, you've been giving God everything you have. You gave him this, and he's given it back to you. Give, and it should be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Shall men give into your bosom? I gave that ring back to that dear woman. I gave that title back to Jerry Savinsky. God, or a man who had that gold watch, or note this nameless person, lost that gold watch, and that was given to Brother John Perkins. That's just three illustrations of how God works. Why don't you trust God? Just give him everything. If he wants you to give something, give it. If it's precious to you, give it. Give it away while you're able to, while it's your choice. Don't wait till your kids inherit it. I mean, I'm not saying not to give your kids inheritance. The Bible says that's a good thing to do. But I'm talking about if God touches your heart to help somebody, if God touches your heart to give him something that, that he moves on your heart. I'm not saying men do it. I'm not trying to be a charlatan and trying to fleece you in any way. But I'm just saying if God moves on your heart to give something, if God moves on your heart to do something, do it and trust him. Oftentimes, God doesn't want it at all. He just wants to see if you'll give it. And when you do, he enacts this principle of Luke chapter 6, verse 38. And the one there in Matthew chapter 6 at the end of the chapter. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Now, I know this is a little bit long today, but I hope you get this. These are three. This, this took me 40 years to get these three illustrations that God has placed. And may the Lord bless you, keep you, cause his face to shine upon you, and give you peace. Give of your best to the master. Give of the strength of your youth. This is wisdom for your walk.